All right, I want to say good morning, good morning. Let us begin by thanking all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teves, the Dafyomi Shir, Emir Hashem, in memory of Mr. Milton Martyr, Mordechai David Ben Rafala, Kohen Zichon of the Bracha, in the merit of Emir Hashem of our continued Dafyomi Limbun Mehez, and Shama Havan Aliyah, and the family in Nechama. To thank Shirley Elbaum and family for dedicating all the Shiurim this month, the commission of the yard site of Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Koppel, Ben Avram Menachem. We hope that the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama have an aliyah, and the family in Nechama. We also thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Nathan and Beth Adler, in memory of Mr. Milton Marta, Zichron of the Bracha, and Bennett Goldberg, in commission of the Yarzite of his father, Avraham Leib Ben Asher Pinchas, Zichron of the Bracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an aliyah, and the families in Nechama. With that, let us begin. Beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us. Today, a lot to do. But today's daf is Samech Gimel, 63. And we are picking up in Mir Hashem at Samech Beis, Amud Beis, 62B at the Mishnah. So we'll say, so continuing on our same topic, So remember, again, a person is making a nether, and these all come down in all these cases, is a person is making a nether to extend for a particular duration. In these cases, the duration is linked to an agricultural event. So a person says, I'm not going to drink wine. Let's just go with a simple case. I'm not going to go out and drink wine until the harvest season. I've also remember again, katsir generally refers to grain, specifically to eat, to eat. So I'm not going to drink wine. So we'll say, so when does that nether extend until? We'll say that begin, that refers to the beginning of the wheat harvest. So that's the halacha. Ultimately, again, the beginning of the wheat harvest. So the Gemara says, Aval, Aval, Lokatsir Sovereign. But it does not apply to the beginning of the barley harvest season. Good. So also remember again, wheat, barley is harvested before grain, right? We know this again because Pesach, Karbana Omer, ultimately Shvuis, Shteha Lechem. So therefore, a person makes a nadja that I'm not going to go ahead and drink wine until the beginning of the harvest season. The assumption is harvest season refers to refers to wheat. Now the Mishnah has in another very important rule here, which is everything goes according to the place where the nether is being made. So for example, if you're on a mountain, right, you're in a mountainous region, then ultimately again, the nether will be dictated by the agricultural cycle in the mountainous region. And if you're in a valley, it's a valley. And as what that's saying is, let's say for argument's sake, the hard beginning of the wheat harvest season is earlier in the mountainous region than in the valley region. So how do you know what timeline to attach to your nether? It's very simple. What timeline do you attach? It's the location where you made the nether. If you look at the run, just for a moment, the run is across on the right-hand side, right across about five lines down. So the Ryan actually gives two interpretations of this phrase. The Ryan says either what this means is that, we'll say, we just, the first part of the Mishnah said that in general, when you make a nether not to drink wine until the harvest season, harvest season means what? Harvest of what? Of wheat. The Ran says, then the Mishnah qualifies this. That's assuming that in the place where you're making the neder, harvest season refers to the harvest of wheat. 
But for example, if you happen to be in a place where harvest season refers to the harvest of barley, then that's what will govern your nether. Then the Ran says in the second interpretation, it's not just what the harvest season refers to, but it's the harvest season as well, the timing of the harvest season as well, that is determined by the location. So everyone will say, with the Mishnah's introducing me really is the two things. The number one, definitionally, definition of the particular agricultural season is determined by the place in which I'm making the nether. So in general, if I say, konam yayin she'ini shosa adakatsir, I'm making a nether not to drink wine until when? The beginning of the wheat harvest season. But if I happen to be making the nether in a place where katsir means harvest of barley, then that's the definition of my nether. Similarly, the timing of the wheat harvest season also depends on where I currently am, where the nether is being made. Okay, Mishnah goes on. Ada Gishamim, person makes a nether, I'm not going to go ahead and drink wine up until the rainy season, or or until it is the rainy season, when does the nether extend? Until my nether extends until the second rain. The second rain. We'll see more what that means. Tanakama makes it sound like the nether is in effect up until it actually rains a second time in the rainy season. The Rosh says, no, no, no. What it means is up until the time of the second rain. Up until the time of the second rain. In other words, we'll say, even if it doesn't actually rain, up until the time of the second rain. If I make a nether that says... I'm not going to drink wine until the rain is completed, until the rainy season is over, or I should say, until the rain stops. Amir says, the nether is in effect until the end of Nisan. It's the end of Nisan. Rabbi says, No, the nether is only in effect ultimately again until the end of Pesach. So I'll say, so there, in Machlokis, as to how to interpret the phrase, until the rains stop. Incredible. So I'll say, says, Tanya, Listen to this case. I make a nether, not Remember again, going back to yesterday's half. What does kayits mean? What does kayits mean? Fig harvest. Right? So I go ahead and I make a nether, not to go ahead and drink wine up until the kayits. Now both say, I made this nether in the Galil. In the Galil. And then I go ahead and I relocate from the Galil to the valleys. So let's say for argument's sake, the fig harvest is earlier in the valleys than it is in the Galil. Even though again now, I'm in the, val- I'm in the valleys and it's fig harvest time already. I can't drink wine until the fig harvest arrives in the Galil. I will say, why? Why? So that's the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah teach me? That when you make a nether, and especially again, when you link the nether to an agricultural event, the timing of the agricultural event is based on the location in which the nether was made. So therefore, again, even if you relocate during the duration of the nether, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sahalacha. Well, see, I'll give you a good example. It's like, imagine for a moment you were to go ahead and you were to go in and say, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in America, I'm in America, and I make a nether, I'm not going to drink wine, it's going to be a little more, maybe a little more applicable for us, I'm not going to drink wine until we begin to say the same Talmud Livracha. Okay, so I'll say in Eretz Yisrael, they begin saying the same Talmud Livracha on Zayin Cheshvan, 
right? And in America, it's, we'll call it December 4th, December 5th, depending on the year. So now I make the nether in America. Make the nether in America. But now I find myself in Eretz Yisrael when they begin to say the same Talmud Libracha. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? I can't drink wine until December 4th, the time that they begin to say it in America. Why? Because that's the location of my nether. So that's the principle that the Mishnah said and the example that the Gemara is trying to give to here. Incredible. Let's go back there. Remember again, the last part of the Mishnah was as follows. If a person said, person said, I make a neder until the rain is finished, until the rain is finished. Oh, I'm sorry, I should take that back. If a person says, I take a neder not to drink wine up until the rain, or until it will be, until it will be rain. So I will say, said, Tanakhama said, the nether is in effect until the actual second rain. Rabbi Shengam says, until the time of the second rain. So here we go. Amr Abizera, Machlokis, the Amr Adhagishamim. So Rabbi Zera says, the Machlokis in the time of Rabbi Shengam is only in a case where he says, Adhagishamim. I take a nether not to drink wine up until the rains. Aval, Amr Adhagishan. But if I say, I won't drink wine up until the rain, singular, ad zman gishamim ka'amar. Everyone agrees that Allah said that nether is only in effect until when? Until the beginning of the rainy season. So I will say, so th- th- this is really a, a fascinating idea. Right, you hear this distinction? So Allah said, the Mishnah says like this, the Mark says like this. We have a machlokis in the Mishnah. I make a nether, I make a nether, not to drink wine, to what we call, let's, let's just keep it easy, until the rains, until the rains. How do you interpret that phrase? Tanakama means literally until the second rain. The time of the rain. The time of the rain. Now comes along Rabbi Zeru. Rabbi Zeru says, that's only because you're saying up until the rains, plural. Plural, that's where there's machlokas. But if you say up until the time of the rain, everyone agrees when is your nether in effect until up until the beginning of the rainy season. So let's analyze. May say, so the Gemara is the Kasha, Ezu's Manasha Revia. I will say, what is Gemara So now, what is, what is the timing of the rain in Eretz Yisrael? Habechira Begimel. So we'll say the first rain, the early rain, comes at the third of Cheshvan. The middle rain, right? The second rain comes on the 7th of Cheshvan. Late rains come on the 23rd. 23rd. These words are mirror. Behudom Rehuda says, no, no, no. First rain on the 7th. Second rain on the 17th. And then the 23rd. Abiyosi says, no, first rain on the 17th. Second rain on the 23rd. And then third rain, the Chodesh Kislev. The China of Yossi Omer, and Yossi said, similarly again, he said, Eini Yechidim Misanin, Ad Shiyagia Rosh Chodesh Kislev. And I will say, we do not begin, individuals do not begin to fast because of a lack of rainfall until Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Vamir Allah, we say about this, Bishtam Raviyah Rishon, so I will say, I understand, I will say, so what, why do we need, why, why, why do Chazal have to identify the three time periods for rain? Why is that necessary? So the Gemara says as follows, I understand why we have to identify the intended first timing for rain. Why? The shayl. 
that's when you begin to say the same tal umater livracha. That's when you begin to ask for rain. Shlishish lishanos lishanos. I understand why I need the third date. Why? What does the third date do? The third day tells you that if rain has not come by this point in time, we've hit a critical juncture, and therefore you have to fast. You have to fast. Elishnia lemai. But I will say, what purpose does the second date, right, the middle date, what does that serve? Ramizera lenoder. Oh, so as you know what the second date does? The second date ultimately goes ahead, and it's important if a person made a neder. What kind of neder? If a person vowed to abstain from something, up until the rains. So what does that refer to? That refers to the second rain. We say about this, whose opinion is reflected in the following statement. says, says that if it rained for seven days, right? Seven contiguous days. You could count in that the first and second rains, to which the Gemara says, Kiman Krabiosi. That would reflect the view ultimately of Rabiosi, because Rabiosi has his dates are in, this, in such a way that, for example, rain number two is, is 23, rain number three is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, seven days in between that. So if it's rain for seven continuous days, that can count as rains two and three, according to Rabiosi. Then I will say, Ultimately, again, the problem we have is this seems to pose a contradiction to Rabbi Zera, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 that's talking about a case where ultimately, again, he says, now what does that mean? Take a look at the Ran for just a moment. Take a look at the Ran. So we'll say the Ran is in the widest lines, thir- uh, second line in. Inami to the Kuli Amma Baad Shiagia Zman Sagi. Aval Hokha Bemayaskinon, the Amar Ad Hagishanim. Shabbos say the Gemara wants to resolve as follows. The Gemara says that Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, the Machlokis case. So remember again, we had these three opinions as to what exactly is the schedule for the rains, and it sounds like everyone is agreeing that the purpose of the first rain is to tell you when to begin to say the same Talmud Livracha. Purpose of the third rain is if it has rain, to tell you when to fast. What's the purpose of the second rain? Purpose of the second rain is for Nedarim purposes. That if you vow to abstain from something up until the rain, you have until the nether is in effect until the second rain. The Gemara seemed to indicate that the way this is set up is a machlokas to or a stira to which the Gemara says, no, it's not a stira. Why? That's talking about a case that he said, ad gisham. So, so to pull this all together, what happens, seems to happen is as follows. Based on the way the Gemara is understanding this is like this. The Machlokis and the Mishnah, as to the duration of a neder, is when a person said, Konim yayin she'eni ad I will not drink wine until the rains. What does the rains mean, Rabbi So that's the Machlokis and the Mishnah. One opinion says it means up until the actual second rain, up until the actual second rain. Rav says, you don't need the second rain, just what do you need? What do you need? The timing of the second rain. But Rabbi Zero says, if you say Ad Hageshem, up until the rain, so the rain means what? Up until the beginning of the rainy season itself. I will say, how do we pass in Allah So if you take a look, oh, you have to go, I'll read it to you. Hilchos Nedarim, Perek Yud, Halacha Yud Aleph says as follows, right? It's the Rambam. 
This is the Rambam's case. I say, I'm not going to drink wine up until the rain. What does that mean? So this is very interesting. So the way Rambam understands really means up until through the rainy season, which takes me ultimately up until Rosh Chodesh Kislev. But ultimately, again, so we'll say the way the Rambam Pasuk is a little bit different than the way the Gemara says. It's very interesting. So the Rambam says, if you say Ad HaGeshem, Ad HaGeshem is up until Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Right? They will say, what's the significance of Rosh Chodesh Kislev? So remember again, in Rabbi Yossi's model, Rosh Chodesh Kislev is the timing of the third rain. So if you say Ad HaGeshem, ultimately to Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Ad HaGeshemim, ultimately you're bound by the nether until what? It actually rains. Good. Says the Mishnah. Konim Yain Shani Toim Lashana. So it's actually an interesting case. If a person goes ahead and says, I take a nether, not to drink wine for a year. Lashana. Lashana. And I will say, here's the interesting case. Nisabra Hashana. What happens if halach ala Ultimately, again, it's now an Iber yard, it's a leap yard. So we'll say, what do you do with other days? What do you do with that? So what's the halacha? Asr ba ubi ibura. Okay, you're asr the entire year. You made a nether not to go ahead and drink wine for the year. That includes ultimately the, the that includes the, the leap month as well. Ad rosh adar. Now here's an interesting case. What happens, if a person says, I'm not going to drink wine, Ad Rosh Adar, until the beginning of Adar, and then I will say, what ends up happening? It's declared a leap year. So Ad Rosh Adar Harishon. So I will say, you're only bound by the nether up until the beginning of Adar Rishon. Adar Rishon, Ad Sof Adar. What happens if, I say, I'm not going to drink wine up until the end of Adar? Then Ad Sof Adar Harishon. Also, only until the end of Adar Rishon. So we'll say, what do you see from this Mishnah? That ultimately, again, Salacha number one is if you made a nether not to drink wine for the year. And now what happens? It becomes a leap year. You're bound by the nether literally again until the calendrical end of the year. That's number one. Number two, if you go ahead and you mention, I'm making a nether up until Adar, even if it's declared a leap year, Adar means what? Adar means Adar Aleph. Adar means Adar Aleph, the first Adar. Good. Similarly, again, end of Adar, make an Adar, I'm not going to drink until the end of Adar. That refers to the end of Adar, Aleph, the first Adar. So it says the Gemara, Alma, that was very interesting, Alma, Stama the Adar, the Kama Rishonu. So I'll say, what do you see from here? What's the take from Mishnah? Take from Mishnah. So I'll say, when you say Adar, what does Adar refer to? Adar, Aleph, first Adar. So unqualified Adar, unqualified Adar always refers to the first Adar. Okay, so let me ask this in Rabbi Hudi. So we'll say our Mishnah must reflect the view of Rabbi Huda. Why? What did Rabbi Huda say? The Sanya Adar Harishon Kosev Adar Harishon Adar Sheni Kosev Adar Stam the Rabbi Meir. So we'll say Rabbi Meir says that in general, when you're writing documents, it's actually quite interesting. When you're writing documents, so Adar Rishon is written as Adar Rishon, Adar Sheni is written as Adar Stam. Unqualified Adar. So I will say, what do you see? According to Rabbi Meir, really, the primary Adar is which Adar? The second Adar. 
right? Which is really very blessing, which is really very interesting. So he's saying when you date a star, when you date a star, so other Rishon is always referred to as other Rishon. Adar Shemi, the second Adar, is called Adar. So you see from here that primary Adar ultimately again is Adar Shemi. Rabbi Hudo Rabbi says, no, no, no. Adar Harishon Kosev Stam, Adar Shemi, Kosev Tinyon. So I say, so again, Rabbi Huda says, no, no, no. Adar Rishon is really written as Adar, and Adar Shemi is written as Adar Shemi. So I say, what do you see? Rabbi Huda holds that the second Adar, sorry, the first Adar, is the primary one. Therefore, Bose would appear that our Mishnah, which looks at the first other as the primary other, ultimately is reflective of the view of Rabbi Huda and not Rabbi Meir. To which the Gemara Rabbi, no, 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 not necessarily. I feel Tim Rabbi Meir, very simple distinction. Give me Rabbi Meir. I had he reconcile it. Fascinating, I will say. Two different cases. Two different cases. One is talking about a situation where you were aware of the leap year, and one is where you're not aware of the leap year. Meaning I both say, the case of the Mishnah is where I'm not aware of the leap year. I both say, see, remember again, now we have an organized calendar. But remember again, there was a point in time in history where you didn't know it was a leap year necessarily at the outset. And both remember again, when did Chazal enact, when do you make a leap year? When do you make a leap year? So we, 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 have, we, have, this interesting, we have this interesting dynamic in our calendar, which is we know we have a lunar calendar. The problem, is, not the problem, what's intriguing is our Yamin Tovim are based on the seasons. So for example, Pesach is called the Chag HaAviv. It's called this, the, right, the springtime season, the springtime Yamdiv. So what's the problem? The problem often comes up is if Chazal saw that Pesach was going to fall out during the winter, what do you do? What do you do? You make an additional Adar. I will say that's why the leap month is always Adar. It's always Adar. Because the only reason you're making a leap year is in order to ensure that Pesach is coming out during the spring. So I'll say, so you could have a situation where at the outset of the year, you thought this was going to be a regular year. And then the comes Chodesh Shvat or Chodesh Adar, they realize already, okay, we're going to need a leap year. So they insert a second Adar. They insert the second Adar. Salach again, it's a very simple distinction. The case in the Mishnah, I will say, is where at the time of the Nether, I was unaware there was going to be a leap year. Right? I made this Nether in Tishrei. Right? As far as I know in Tishrei, there's only one Adar. Then what happens? Right? Poof! They add in another Adar. Another Adar. So what does the Mishnah say? I made a Nether ultimately again that I'm not going to drink wine until Adar. What does Adar refer to in my Nether? Adar Aleph. Why? Why? I had no idea about an Adar base. I will say, but it could very well be that if I knew about an other base at the time of my nether, then what? Then what? In Achinami, it would devolve, my nether would devolve through, or would be in effect through other base. Through other base. So therefore, the Gemara says, I feel terror in Meir. Our Mishnah could even reflect the view of Rabbi Meir. Why? Because ultimately, again, it could very well be that in a case where I knew about other base, that Enochinami, the nether would extend through other days. We'll say, I'm a base, I'm a base. So, Vatanya, so what's the Gemara brings us support to this? It's actually very interesting. Vatanya, the Gemara says, Adosh Chodesh Adar, Adosh Chodesh Adar Rishon. So, we'll say, the, the Mishnah says that if you make a nether, up until Rosh Chodesh Adar, when does, when does the nether extend until? It extends up until Rosh Chodesh Adar. I'm sorry. Go back, go back, go back just to Ahmed Alpha just for one second. I'm sorry. Just take a quick look at the rush. 
the rush is in the right hand margin, I'm sorry. The rush says, what the Gemara is suggesting now is, when you know that it's a leap year, when you know that it's a leap year, Adar, Stam Adar, refers to the second Adar. This is very important. When you know it's a leap year, so Stam Adar, right, unqualified Adar, refers to the second Adar. So we'll say what the Gemara is suggesting right now is as follows. There's a distinction between knowing about the leap year and not knowing about the leap year. When you know about the leap year, then stam other is other base. It's other base. And therefore, for example, if you were to date a star during a leap year, you know about the leap year. If you write stam other, that refers to other sheni. If you want to write other rishon, it has to say other rishon. If you don't know about the leap year, then what? Then ultimately, again, stam other is other aleph. And therefore, you'd have to label other sheni as other sheni. So we'll say a fascinating distinction. And again, it's, it's, it's logical. It's logical. You don't know about the leap year, both for Nadarim and for Shtaros. Stam Adar is going to be Adarishon, and Adarshini will be identified as Adarshini. You know about the leap year, Stam Adar is Adar Beis, Adarshini is second Adar, and therefore again for Nadarim. If, if you write for Nadarim, if you make an enter through Adar, it's going to be through Adar Beis, and even for dating of Shtaros, second Adar will just be listed as Adar Stam, just regular Adar. Adarishon will be identified as Adarishon. So now I'm sorry, back to the Omebeis. By the time we learn, Adrosh Chodesh, Adar, person makes a nether. Until, up until Rosh Chodesh Adar, Adrosh Chodesh Adar Harishon. This, then when does the nether devolve until? Until Adarishon, in Ma'is Hashem and Mubaras, but if it was a leap year, Adrosh Chodesh Adar Hasheni. Ultimately, again, up until then, the nether will go up until Adar Sheni. So the Gemara says, is, does that mean that the first part of the first part of the Brisa is not talking about a leap year? To which the Gemara says, So we'll say the Gemara suggests two different cases. One is where you knew about the leap year, and one is where you didn't know about the leap year. So we'll say the Gemara seems to be ending off with the same conclusion, namely, that Allah Everything depends on what you know at the time of your nether. So if at the time of your nether, you knew it was a leap year, then you're, and let's say again, remember, what's the nether in question? I'm making a nether, I'm not going to drink wine up until Rosh Chodesh Adar. So what's the shayla? When does my nether devolve until? Right, when does it go until? Rosh Chodesh Adar, Rosh Chodesh Adar Shemi. And what's the answer? It depends. What does it depend on? Did I know about the leap year at the time of my nether? If I didn't, then we assume the nether only goes until Adar Rishon. If I knew about it, then the assumption is it goes until Adar Shani. And we'll see what comes out then is that when, the, when you have knowledge of the leap year, the second Adar is the primary one, and the first Adar is considered to be the secondary one. Interesting. So we'll say, I'll just point out, if you look at the Ran for just a moment, the Ran, Asamach Gimlam and Beis, the last three short lines in the Ran, the Inyan Halacha, the Ran writes, Kevan de Kaimalandre me Rabiuda Lachyar Yehuda Naktsobose, since in general we have a principle that wherever there is a Mahlogis Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, the Halacha follows, the Halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Therefore, so therefore, the Stama da Adar Rishon Mashma. So therefore, I will say, now Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that Halacha Lamaisa, 
Adar Rishon is the primary Adar, right? And Adar Sheni is the secondary Adar. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Therefore, again, the Ran writes, the Ran writes, Hilchach, Mishomit Ba'adar Sheni, Vekosit Adar Stam, Hashtar Mokdam, Upasal, the Stam Adar Rishon Mashma. So the Ran Paskins, that in a leap year, Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon will be what we'll call Rosh Chodesh Adar Stam, and Adashini is, and second Adar is known as Adashini. Now, the Ran is specifically mentioning this in terms of the dating of documents. So if you're dating a document, again, for Adar Rishon, you just write Adar. Adar. For Adar Shani, you'll have to write Adar Shani. That's how the Ran Paskins ultimately like Rabbi Huda. So we'll say the Rambam, the Rambam says in the case of Nadarim, this is in Hilchos Nadarim, Parak Yod, Halach Avav, Shani Shosa. Shani Shosa, Yayin Ad Rosh Adar, Im Haisa Shani Mubaris, Solo Yadashi Mubaris, Kishana, and Asha Adar Rosh Kodesh Adar Rishon. So we so we'll listen to this. So the Rambam accepts the distinction of the Gemara. If I make a nether not to drink wine until Rosh Chodesh Adar, so we'll say, if at the time of the nether, I did not know about the leap year. I didn't know about the leap year. Therefore, my nether only devolves until the beginning of Adar Rishon. However, if at the time of the nether, I knew about the leap year, my nether goes until when? Rosh Chodesh Adar Shani. So we'll say, so I want to point out something very interesting. So there's really two different halachas that are coming out here. There's the halacha by Nidarim. So halacha by Nidarim, I will say, it's, just, it's pretty intuitive. In other words, at the time of my nether, my nether is governed based on what? Based on what I know. So if I know that it's a leap year, and I say I'm not going to drink wine up until Rosh Chodesh Adar, then ultimately, again, my nether goes until Adar Shani. If I didn't know about the leap year, then my nether only goes up until Adar Rishon. Interestingly enough, by Shtaros, by Shtaros, the Ran seems to, not to seem, the Ran passes like Rabbi Huda, namely that for writing in a Shtar, for writing in a Shtar, ultimately again, Adar, I'm sorry, for writing in a Shtar in a leap year, Adar Rishon is just written as Adar, and Adar Shani is always written as Adar Shani. So I both say, Halach Lamaisa, I just want to show you something. I just, I forgot my Mishnah Bura, so I'm just going to take one right from here. So I'll, say, so I'll, I'll just tell you, there's two interesting applications of this. So first of all, halacha la in Iksuba, in Iksuba, so today, at least by Ashkenazim, so today we write Adarishon Adarsheni. That's what we do. So if it's a leap year again, we identify the leap year as Adarishon Adarsheni. So again, the Ran, it could be that just practice has just changed since the time of the Ran. The truth is, I don't know if like you're doing like a Heter Iskar, some other type of Shtar. I don't know how we date it, but at least Ksuvas, Ksuvas, I know. That ultimately, again, we date it as Adarishna Adarshini. Now, also, the other place where this comes up, which is a really interesting discussion, is in Simen Tov Kof Samech Ches. A very interesting discussion. Um, I would say, namely, what does one do regarding a yard site in a leap year? Right, right. So, we'll say, so obviously, if, the, if let's say again, Ruvain lost his father Yaakov on other base in a leap year. So that's not a Shiloh. Right? That's not a Shiloh. That's not a Shiloh. The question is, sorry, the question is what happens if Halacha Lamaisa, Ruvain lost his father Yaakov in a regular year of Adar. He lost his father on the fifth of Adar and now it's a leap year. So which other does he observe yard site in? So we'll say, so the Shulamach brings this down and says, Sif Ches, Sif Ches, sorry. 
Im Ira Yomisas Avim Bishabis of Rosh Chodesh Yitchalamachar. Sorry, Sif Zayin. I'm sorry. Here we go. Kishira Yom Shemis Avivo Ima Baadar Vashanam Uberes. Person lost a parent. And let's say they lost a parent in a leap year. So then obviously we'll say that case is a little bit easier. Tana Baadar is fine. Vish Omrin, this Anna, so the Kishir Yom Shemis Avivo Ima Baadar Vashanam Uberes. The Mechaber Paskins, that in a leap year, Yotzai is observed in the second Adar. In the second Adar. Very interesting. Thramok comes along and says, Haga, V'yish omim di'is ana berishon, emo shemeis b'shon asayibar, shna da'az, nizar l'is anas b'shemi, v'chin hamirag l'is anas berishon. Thramok Paskins, that in a leap year, Yotzai is observed in the first Adar, not the second. Not the second, which I will say is in line with the psak of the Ran, right? Because the Ran says, even with the dating of Shtaras, right? The Ran says, ultimately, again, Stam Adar is Adar Rishon, and Adar Sheni is considered to be the add on month for Shtaras. So, therefore, Allah also makes sense for, for yard sites as well. A yard site will be observed in Adar Aleph and not in Adar Beis. Now, then the Ramah says, Miu, Yesh Machmir Liz Anos Bishneya. Now, I will say, He's actually quoting over here the minute to fast on a yard site. That's really what this is. So the, so the Ramah says, really you should fast in Adar Aleph, not in Adar Beis, but there may be an Indian to be Machmir and fast in both others. So I'll, say, I'll just point out to you something very interesting, that when it comes to observing a yard site in Adar during a leap year, there are essentially three different opinions. There's the Mechaber who says that Allah observe the yard site in Adar Beis, the Ramau says, observe the yard site in Adar Aleph. And then there are observe, those who observe the yard site in both others. Both others. So just pointing out, it's one of these areas in Halakha. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're pretty much, no matter what you do, pretty much no matter what you do, the microphone's going to fall on the floor. Right? That's, uh, right? so, so pretty much no matter what you do, no matter what you do, Halakha, I say you're covered. But it seems to be for Ashkenazim, the primary approach is to observe yard site in Adar Aleph. So therefore, I will say what we have over here, if we kind of frame it all, we have by Nadarim, if you knew about the leap year and you made a nether up until Adar, the nether goes until Adar Beis. You didn't know about the leap year, the nether goes until Adar Aleph. In Shtaros, the Ram Paskins, that like Rabbi Huda, namely that for the dating of Shtaros, Adar Rishon is just written Stam Adar, and Adar Shini is written as Adar Shini. For Ksuvas, we pointed out to you that Allah said, we write Adarishon and Adarshani. For yard sites, the Mechaber says in a leap year, observe the yard site in Adar Beis. The Ramah says, observe it in Adar Aleph. And then the Ramah quotes an opinion that says, one should fast or observe the yard site on both days. Incredible. Bosei Mishnah. Bosei, this is one long Mishnah now until the end of the parak. Very interesting Mishnah. Rabbi Yudha says, Rabbi Yudha Omer, was well, a very interesting case. Person says, I'm not going to drink wine, right? Wine should be also to me. Now, we'll say, if you remember again, previously, when we saw that Lashon of Ad Sheyehe, means what? Until the end of something. Literally, I can't drink wine. Pretty much it's interpreted as, as long as it is still Pesach, which I will say would then put me where? At the end of Pesach. Here's the problem. So the Mishnah says, We circumstantially interpret that Nedr as saying, 
No one's making a nether not to drink wine through Pesach. You must say, why not? Why not? There's a of abacosos. So the pashtos of us, the Gemara is saying, what the Mishnah is saying is, we interpret his nether based on normative circumstances. So I know he used the lotion of Ad Shiehei, which based on what we learned before would put you through the end of Pesach, but since people drink wine on Pesach, we interpret his nether as meaning up until the start of Pesach, up until the time when people normally drink wine. Certainly, let's say a person says, meat is going to be ushered to me, the one we are being referred to as Yom Kippur. So again, it sounds like what he's saying is, meat should be ushered to me up through the end of the fast. So once again, they will say, Eino usher ela ad really is only usher until meat, until, until the meal before Yom Kippur. Shalom is kabin ze ela ad shashadach bane adam le'achal basar. Because they will say, people, the suda mafsekes, the suda, right, the meal before Yom Kippur is a festive meal. And therefore, again, halacha lamaisa, one is supposed to eat meat. So we reframe his nether, or we understand his nether as referring to answering meat. Up until the Suda Mavsaki. So I will say, what the Mishnah is introducing me now is, even though we've defined certain terms as meaning through the end of a particular event, when we see that that term contradicts the way people normally behave, we reinterpret his nether in conformance with normative human behavior. You make a nether at shade through the end of Pesach. No, you don't mean through the end of Pesach, you mean up until Pesach. You make an answer to not eat meat up until the end of Yom Kippur. No, no, no. You mean up until the Sudah HaMavsakis of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yossi ibn Rabbi no, Rabbi ibn Ol, Rabbi Yossi's son says, So konam shum shanitam achetehei Shabbos. But say, a person makes a nether. I'm not going to eat garlic until it is Shabbos, which Shabbos would normally be understood as through the end of Shabbos. Shabbos say, Eino asr ela adlili Shabbos. You're only asr to eat garlic up until Erev Shabbos, before Shabbos, before Shabbos. Why? Because also remember, we saw this before, it was common for people to go ahead and eat, for men, to eat garlic on Erev Shabbos. Also remember, we learned this, right? The, the, the power of garlic gives a man extra stamina. So because again on Shabbos night and Friday night, there is a mitzvah to be with one's wife. So therefore again, it was common to eat garlic on Erev Shabbos. So therefore again, he makes a nether not to eat garlic through Shabbos, once again, we interpret that as being eating garlic up until sh- Friday afternoon, Friday, Friday before Shabbos. However, the chaveiro. So both say. So really, if you think about it, by the way, it's an incredible, it's an incredible chiddush. So as well say, if you, if you take a look at the Ran just for a moment, look at the Ran, second wide line. Shalom is kaving ze ella at shosh aderach bnei adam lishdos yain dahainu ala la pesach da azlinar baser umdina. So both say here it is. The Ran says. So both say what's an umdina. An umdina is an established behavioral pattern. An established behavioral pattern. He says, Shalom is coming. So even though, even though the wording of the nether was that I'm not going to drink wine through the end of Pesach, I'm not going to eat meat through the end of Yom Kippur, I'm not going to eat garlic until after Shabbos. The umdina says there is a normative human behavior, a normative pattern of behavior, established behavior. And therefore, we reinterpret the words of his nether to be in conformance with that established pattern of normative behavior. Incredible. So a person says to his friend, Konam, 
let's say again, watch this case. I say to my friend, I say to Ruben, Ruben, right? I am not going to get any benefit from you unless, of course, you come and you take from me a core of wheat, two barrels of wine for your, for your son. That was say, the Ran points out over here, what's really going on over here? I want to give Ruben tzedakah, but I don't want to embarrass Ruben. So instead, I frame the tzedakah as a gift for Ruben's son. And I say to Ruben, you, you, you cannot, I will not get any benefit from you, Ruben. I will not get any benefit from you, Ruben, until you, Ruben, come and take these things from me for your son. So what's Ta'ala? There's the ability to annul this nether even without a Tamut Chacham. How? The Yomarlo, because Ruben can say to me, I understand you made this nether for my honor, right? Because you want me to take these items. It's my covet to refuse the items. In other words, the Rubin could say, mission accomplished. You gave me covet, right? You did this in order to give me covet by, by, by giving, wanting to give me all of these items. Covet received. Covet received, mission accomplished, and therefore such a nether could actually be annulled even without the intervention of a sage. Now, as well said, this is another Kiddush. Because normally we said that a moment of a nether could really only take place again with a chacham. We understand when a nether is made for an explicit purpose, and that purpose has been served, the nether can effectively be annulled by itself. Similarly, I say to my friend, in this case of you, I say, Ruvain, you cannot get any benefit from me. This is the reverse case. I said, Ruvain, Ruvain, you cannot get any benefit from me if you do not come and give my son a core of wheat and two barrels of wine. Ramir says, Ramir says, okay, Ruvain can't get any benefit from me until he gives my son these gifts. The Chum, the Chum say, The Chum say, no, even in this case, I could annul my nether without the intervention of a sage. And I can say, Ruben, it's as if I receive these items. It's as if I receive these items from my son. Good. So I'll say, we've, So it's an interesting case. Let's say a family member was putting pressure on me to marry my niece. Right? You're allowed to marry your niece. Right? So I'll say, so what's happening over here? Ruben, they're, they're putting pressure on Ruben that Ruben should marry the daughter of his sister. Putting pressure to marry his niece. Va'amar, konam shihi nanesli li'olam. So what does Rose say? So what's, what's great? So Ruben makes a nether, right? He makes a nether, right? I have, right? Konam, that my niece is never permitted to, get, to receive any benefit from me forever, li'olam. So we'll say that's a good way to get out of a marriage, right? And again, Lord Lamais again says she can never get benefit from me. So what's that? Obviously, again, the Chinam Agarish says, let's say Ruben is divorcing his wife, and he says, Konam Ishti Nanisli the Olam. My wife is never is not permitted to get benefit from me for all eternity. What's that? Hare Both the niece and now the ex-wife are permitted to get benefit from Ruben. Why? The he was referring to was what? Was intimacy, was intimacy, and he did not really have in mind to prohibit any other kind of. In other words, both in both of these cases, Lemaisa, the nether was made to block marriage. The nether was made to his ex-wife when she was still his wife. So therefore, the hanah that is being referred to over here is the hanah of intimacy, but other forms of hanah ultimately will be permitted. I will say so. This is just another example of how. What are we doing? What's coming down later here? 
we're interpreting his nidarim in the context of an umdina. So remember again, umdina means a, a, a presupposition of an established norm of behavior. So therefore, what we're doing in all of these cases is we're taking his words and we're establishing or reinterpreting it in conformance with the umdina. So we'll say, listen to this. If Reuven is pressuring me to come to his house for a meal, and I don't want to eat by his house, whatever the reason, right? Maybe I feel he doesn't have enough food or whatever else it might be. And therefore I make an nether. I say, Reuven, I make a nether. I'm never going to enter into your home. I'm not even going to have a drop of cold water from your faucet. What's that? I'm allowed to enter into Reuven's house. I can even drink his cold water. Why? Because we understand. What was the point of the nether? What was the point of the nether? The point of the nether ultimately was that I don't want to join Ruvain for a meal. How did I frame the nether? In a bit hyperbolic terms, exaggerated terms. I'm not entering into your house. I'm not even taking a sip of cold water. But Lamaise said that was never the intention. Therefore, Allah said, I can enter into his house. I can even go ahead and drink his cold water. What can't I do? I can't sit down for a meal of Achil and of eating and drinking. Hajun Allah, Kalayan Bosai, Shkoyach, Shkoyach and Azdov. All right, have a great day, everyone.